When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. In three, two, one. Seven things you probably didn't know you need to know. I'm Jamie Easton. This, this is the Smart Seven. Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, the 27th of January, and it's Holocaust Memorial Day. And a big happy birthday to Bridget Fonda, Alan Cumming, Tricky, and Mark Owen. Seven. On, on this day, I should just really repeat that I am deeply sorry for every uh, life that has been lost and of course as, as, uh, as Prime Minister I take full responsibility for everything that the government uh, has done. What I can tell you is that uh, we truly did everything we could and continue to do everything that we can. That's Boris Johnson at the podium in Downing Street as the death toll from COVID-19 exceeded 100,000 people. Yesterday saw 20,089 new cases and a further 1,631 deaths. And Professor Chris Whitty had a grim warning. Unfortunately, we're going to see quite a lot more deaths over the next few weeks before the effects of the vaccines begin to be felt. And I think we have to be realistic that that is going to happen. Boris says that we must continue to fight on. We will make sure we learn the lessons and reflect and prepare. And until that time, the best and most important thing we can all do to honour the memory of those who have died is to work together with ever greater resolve to defeat this disease. And that is what we will do. Labour leader Sakir Starmer responded to the announcement of the grim landmark. It's a national tragedy. This is a milestone that nobody wanted to hit. Uh, that number of 100,000 is twice the number we lost in the Blitz. And it's the size of you know small towns across um, the United Kingdom, you know, Bath or Stevenage. Um, so it's a real national tragedy. Vaccine Minister Nadim Sahawi was on Good Morning Britain to talk about the vaccine rollout when he revealed that it also suffered tragedy due to the pandemic. Uh, I lost my uncle last week to COVID, so, uh, uh, but you're right, it is grim and horrible. But our way out of this is the vaccination programme. And it makes me angry, but it makes me determined to make sure we vaccinate the most vulnerable Uh, people in our country, protect them as quickly as possible and then protect the whole nation. That is our way out of this. That is ultimately what we will do. And I promise you, I will make sure that happens. In the United States, Joe Biden continues to sign executive orders and make big announcements, including beginning to tackle racial injustice by ending federal contracts with private prisons. He also spoke about the death of George Floyd. It was the knee on the neck of justice and it wouldn't be forgotten. 
It stirred the conscience and of tens of millions of Americans. And in my view, it marked a turning point in this country's attitude toward racial justice. When uh, the six-year-old daughter, Gianna, who I met with when I met with the family, I leaned down to say hi to her, and she said, looked at me, she said, Daddy changed the world. President Biden also had his first call with Vladimir Putin yesterday, and in what now seems unusual, the White House press secretary gave details of what they talked about. It included renewal of the nuclear arms treaty and quite a long list of issues. Uh, and also to uh, raise matters of concern, including the solar winds hack, reports of Russia placing bounties on United States soldiers in Afghanistan, interference in the 2020 election, the poisoning of Alexei Navalny and treatment of peaceful protesters by Russian security forces. Uh, his intention was also to make clear that the United States will act firmly in defense of our national interests. With a new president in the White House and initiatives like replacing the entire U.S. government fleet with electric cars, it feels like there may be some momentum developing around climate change. Greta Thunberg popped up at the World Economic Forum in Davos to keep the pressure on world leaders. And right now, more than ever, we are desperate for hope. But what is hope? For me, hope is not more empty assurances that everything will be all right, that things are being taken care of and that we don't need to worry. For me, hope is the feeling that keeps you going, even though all odds may be against you. For me, hope comes from action, not just words. Still to come on the Smart 7, Jared Leto and his downward dog. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Manchester City went top of the Premier League last night after a 5-0 away win at West Brom. They're now the ninth team to be top of the table this season. Manager Pep Guardiola, who may have borrowed Lenny Kravitz's iconic scarf for the evening, was pleased that his team are scoring even without players like Sergio Aguero. If you play good and everybody's involved in attacking defence and everybody can arrive and everybody can do what... Uh being in the position, what do you have to do? Everybody's able to, to score. For more on last night's Premier League action, plus Rafael Nadal from his Australian hotel room quarantine, check out our daily sports news podcast, The Sports 7. Jeremy Vine's not a man who's afraid of controversy, and yesterday he waded into the debate about being woke with his usual slightly nutty professor approach, which didn't really impress panellist Storm Huntley. Storm, you, you know that I'm very woke. Um, have, have I... <laughs> where are we... <laughs> where are we on the wokeometer? I don't know, call me a millennial, but I just don't... It, woke seems to be a word that's now used as a negative. I just don't it understand is, yeah. it. I really don't get it. I mean, it is definitely an insult if someone calls you woke. I don't get why. All it's saying is, I don't like to hurt somebody's feelings. 
Jared Leto's quite the character, isn't he? He's a musician, actor, former and perhaps future Joker and a big fan of yoga. Such a fan that he actually missed the start of the pandemic lockdown as he explains to Jimmy Fallon. It's like a two-week, roughly two-week silent meditation. The idea is that you go away, you get rid of your phone, you get rid of distractions, you get rid of everything and you just meditate. And when I went away, there were about 150 cases uh, and just in that short amount of time, uh, when I came out, there was a shutdown, a state of emergency, uh, and the whole world had changed. But when we were in there, they didn't tell us. This has been The Smart 7. If you're listening on Spotify, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We're back tomorrow at 7. Please like and subscribe everywhere or enable our skill on Alexa. 